Good morning. I am here with Seku Remy. He is a contributor to IEEE Cloud Computing. He's done a handful of podcasts for us. And he is an assistant professor in the School of Computing at Clemens University. And he's a researcher with a human-centered approach to cloud robotics. Uh, Rem, uh, Seku Remy, do you have anything to add to that? Yes, yes. So we're having a lot of fun at Clemson. Um, I have a really active and energetic and young group. I do research with undergrads and grad students um, in computer science, electrical engineering, and a couple folk in mechanical engineering as well. But we're really interested in how the cloud can be leveraged effectively with uh, robotics. Excellent. Sounds interesting. So uh, today we're going to be talking about a diagram that I will link in the in the in the podcast that you sent out and you're actually you have a set of slides as well correct yes i could share these as well okay why don't you go ahead and share them and are you recording video and audio or just audio because just audio. audio that's fine yeah because we can do your slides we can link your slides in the web page Okay. So one of the challenges that I see with cloud computing is that depending on who you are and how you use the cloud, um, the, your, your picture of the cloud is distinct. So I happen to be an electrical and computer engineer um, who has a background in, in simulating robots. So infrastructure as a service is the type of, of virtualization is one of the cloud technologies that I make heavy use of. Um, but I also make use of uh, what's considered a platform as a service. Um, and those are distinct types of cloud offerings. And there are many different views. So for example, um, uh, the, the second slide, um, that has a figure of, and the, the title is Cloud Computing, Everything as a Service. Right? Um, this approach is a fairly common one that shows infrastructure as a service as the lowest layer of cloud computing. And then above that is platform as a service. And then above that is software as a service. And then there's some type of user front end. Um, and this, this, this model of cloud computing is supported by the NIST definition. Um, but if you look through the literature, for example, um, the, the following figure. Um, cloud functionalities. It also uses the same techniques, the same um, acronyms. So infrastructure as a service is there, software as a service is there. They add data as a service and hardware as a service. Um, and then it doesn't doesn't take a, a it's not very hard to find even more complex and impressive figures, but these figures, because they're so different, make it very difficult for people from different areas or different um, who have a different focus to have an effective conversation with each with mm -hmm. each other, so that's one of the things that, um, in terms of actually coming to uh, the the special technical community, I wanted to ask this question: What is an effective picture that can allow us to have an engaging and productive conversation? Mm. Yeah, th that's very interesting. It's. Uh... I don't even know if I can read this one, the one on, on, <laughs> on slide four. <laughs> wow. And yeah, and how would you, like, you'd look at this and you'd say, okay, how would you map this to the original NIST? Everybody seems to know about the NIST model, 
Um, but I don't even, like, and the second one I could sort of map, although it was confusing, but this one I don't think I even could. Right. And this one's confusing because SAS is below IAS and... Right. Uh, I don't know. What does that mean? So, and again, that's the challenge. And I think if the if the researcher, so this is, um, and the citation will be included, um, but this is from a paper. If you were to speak to this researcher, I'm sure that there will be a coherent story that that person could present. Um, but it really is context dependent, and it links to the application and their understanding of of what cloud is and how they would like to communicate cloud to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, this problem. So I teach a networking class. Um, it's actually one of my, my most enjoyable classes these days. Um, and this sounds like the, the wild, wild west of the, the Internet. When you, when you talked about the challenges of Internetworking, everybody had their own view of what they, how the networks should be connected and what types of net- networking technologies there should be, um, depending on what your interests were. So uh, we're familiar with the, the five-layer uh, TCP IP reference model, and we're familiar with the seven-layer t- um, uh, OSI reference model. Mm-hmm. But depending, even if you have a model a reference model like that, you may still have, if you're, if you're a networking guy, then you may be interested only in layer one and layer two and very only focused on those, but you don't really care about anything above the, the, the transport layer. Mm-hmm. It allowed people to have coherent, productive conversations about technologies without, um, without, without changing, without violating some of the... the the progress that was being made in other areas. So abstraction. Right. Yeah, that that's, um, I, I said this earlier, um, my famous quote on models is, all models are wrong, some models are useful. And the OSI seven-layer model is one that's really stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't changed. It hasn't evolved. It's been solid since mm-hmm. the beginning of time. So, yeah, can you do the same thing with cloud? And I told you in my email when I saw this, this looks like the OSI model, right. almost with seven layers. Right. <laughs> yeah, so the model that I found, which uh, I, I didn't know that it existed, um, there's, a, there's a, I think he's the CTO for Mendex, but um, Johan Den Haan, um, I hope to interview him really soon, so all of our questions I'll actually take to him as well. Um, but he, in a 2013 blog post, presented this this model, and I realized that he had actually worked, he talked about this model probably as early as 2010 or 2011. Um, but the model, I think, is a much more effective way to talk about the different types of cloud computing um, resources and how these things interact with each other. So his layer zero, which is not featured in this figure, he promises me that there's a layer zero that will be included in all his new figures. But the layer zero is hardware, and that hardware is broken up into the three, uh, the three basic uh, uh, categories of hardware that relate to um, computing. So there's the, the actual com- computation, there's the communication, and then there's storage. Mm-hmm. Right? So in his model, um, in this, this layered model, each layer has an element of compute, communication, and storage. Mm-hmm. So layer zero is hardware. Right above that is layer one. And in his words, there are soft, uh, virtual machines as the compute, software-defined networking as communication, and then software-defined storage as storage. And again, it's very natural that that fits. Virtual machines would be the equivalent of infrastructure as a service. So this layer one would be the equivalent of your um, 
your infrastructure as a service layer. On top of that, he has layer two, and he called this foundational pass. So application containers is the compute area. Um, routing and messaging is the communication area and object storage. So I view this as your uh, when you go to, to Amazon and you say, I'd like, an, I'd like my S3, please. <laughs> uh, or you'd go to whatever. Um, OpenStack has its own uh, object blobs. You can basically say, I'd like this volume. And it's not at the hardware level. There's this is this fits in at, the, at uh, layer two. Mm-hmm. Then layer three is what I would consider the traditional um, platform as a service approach. This is where many of your um, your popular, so your App Engine, your Heroku, um, Azure would probably fit in there. But then, and then again, Azure is not just a pass or a traditional pass. And then as you go higher up, you, you increase in abstraction, even getting to incorporate things like business processes as a service. So that's his layer four. And would, layer- um, would, would biz- what's, the, um, what's the famous cloud platform for sales? Force. So Salesforce. Salesforce, yeah. And then there's Force. There's right. Just the, yeah. Right. So where would those fit in it? Would that be at layer four, Force? Layer four, layer five. That's why yeah. I believe they fit. But I would really look forward to talking to him about this. Yeah. And also talking to, uh, talking to people who represent companies and say, okay, well, where, how can this model be used to describe what you do? Yeah. Yeah. Th- this is, um, it is very interesting. I, I do think that, I always thought course.net was more than the way the sh- a SharePoint on Microsoft It had much <laughs> more logic, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And yes. that's what I think he's trying to show here. Yeah. Yes. So the, the picture of what the cloud is, is fuzzy. I mean, the cloud is many things to many people. If you have right. an emphasis in networking, then there's a, there's, a certain, there's a certain view that you have of a cloud. If you have an emphasis on, on uh, user interfaces, there's another view that you have. So when I first started down this path, the question is, okay, well, what is cloud computing? And many people resisted trying to define what cloud computing was. I think because they wanted to avoid the, 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 the pitfalls. But at the same point in time, if we don't have a clear understanding of what we're doing and how others relate to what you are doing, then it's difficult to actually make coherent progress. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Like you said, communication is the key, and that's what models are really useful for. It's useful for vendors to be able to explain to customers what they offer, (laughs) all right? And it's useful to um, users because they have to figure out what they need. Yeah. And what they're paying for and what they pay for when they get something in layer four versus layer three. Yep. Um, so very interesting. Yep. So the last figure I wanted to show is a, a form of how he has used this model. So he's talking about the, the relationship between OpenStack, and this figure will be included, but if you see it on the screen, the relationship between OpenStack and Cloud Foundry. Right? So OpenStack is a common resource that people use to provide infrastructure as a service, and Cloud Foundry seeks to be a common resource that people use to, to provide um, application as a service. If I'm not mistaken, both of these are open source um, resources. So yes, they're open source, yes, they're cloud, but using the traditional um, SPI model, so software as a service, um, platform as a service, and infrastructure as a service, you can't really say what OpenStack does because, for example, OpenStack includes object storage. 
and you can't actually say what uh, Cloud Foundry does. <laughs> but um, using this model, using his model, it's much easy, much easier to discuss. Okay, well, this is how these two technologies can work together. Hmm. Can you run? Is Cloud Foundry built on top of OpenStack by any chance? Cloud Foundry. <laughs> I don't know and, much about Cloud. So Foundry. this figure is, is showing that Cloud Foundry can run on top of OpenStack. Yeah. But you don't need. OpenStack to run Cloud Foundry. Yeah. Right. You can run it on anything that provides those blue boxes. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, you know, I, this is the second time through with you in this. And I, I know that when I've looked at various cloud vendors, I've always been confused on how to classify them. Mm-hmm. And I, I really feel like this adds a better, um, even though it's more layers and more boxes, it, <laughs> it allows for better classification. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. Well, I'm interested in hearing your podcast with, with the blog writer on this. I really look forward to it as yeah. well. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Have a great day.